Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the best of Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart. Let's roll. I didn't have the highest expectations coming into the NBA Finals, and I think people were generally bored by the expectation of seeing these two teams play for the fourth consecutive year. People in Oakland and in the Bay Area are definitely bored or broke because the game wasn't even sold out. (laughs) Uh, last night who would who would have imagined and the cheap seats weren't sold up there were like 400 uh 400 seats available last night for game one of the nba finals in comparison when you look at the stanley cup finals in las vegas you can't get a seat it was like 1400 bucks to get in a building minimum and even in washington dc tomorrow we'll we'll double check again what the prices are now but at last check they were about a thousand dollars to get into the building as well Seems like to me, Golden State fans have been living good for a lot of years. Yeah. You forget about the grind of actually, like, you just die to be in that position. It's sort of probably. like the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Ticket brokers hate when the Patriots end up in the Super Bowl because Patriot fans, Cam, they're not going to go every year to the Super Bowl. It's sort of like a once-in-a-lifetime You're thing. Right. And they're like, now, I already saw the Patriots in the Super Bowl three years ago, and it cost me $7,000, and I'm not doing it again because they're in the Super Bowl every year. So it's like the Warriors... So before I criticize Oakland, you know how much the cheapest ticket is? And this is from the box office. So this isn't on StubHub. The cheapest ticket to get in, the ones that were available last night. 280 Yeah, well, it's three, yeah, $300 for, like, the last row. So, and it is that's, Oakland. That's real, that's good. You think that's good? 300 bucks for an NBA final playoff for, game? For, that's, that's, dude, what, 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 that's like, that, that, that's what it should be on the street if it's sold out. Shouldn't be three hundred dollars to get in the building. I mean, three hundred dollars is a lot of money to sit in the last row of, of an NBA basketball game. If the Raptors were in the finals, how much do you think those tickets would be? Where we sat for the game. Well, we weren't in the last row. The, the Raptors, the Raptors are are pretty greedy, like the Warriors are. <laughs> Extra. Yeah, that's a good well, point. The, well, the Raptors, yeah. quite frankly, listen. The Warriors have the most expensive ticket prices in the NBA. Yet they have the best team. And they spend a lot of money, although, ironically enough, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a higher payroll uh, than the Golden State Warriors do. Um, But they fleece the fans pretty good. And let's be real, man. Oakland is not a rich town. No, it's not. Right? So it's been four years of this where they've been in the finals. I think they pretty much – it's sort of like like, uh, your bookie. He's gotten everything he can out of you. (laughs) That's a soft spot. (laughs) Sorry. He's (laughs) – yeah, you know, just tell like, we got uh, one final visit because of Liverpool. No, and I remember exactly. I remember talking. I remember talking to a, a, a co-friend of ours, our boy Al. Oh yeah, Al's and, a good uh, guy. And I said, "How's uh, business, Al?" And he goes, "Well, nobody can win." He goes, uh, "Man, every week everybody's losing." I said, "That's good for you, isn't it?" And no, uh, it's not. He said, "No, not really," because he goes, "Everybody's out of money and everybody's just in a bad mood because they lost six weeks in a row already." And he said, "It's better when it's give and take." Right, it's it's better when it's give and take, and similar situation sort of in Oakland now, people are out of money, like you know what I mean. Yeah. 
It's like they just played the Rockets. So you're going to shell out 200 bucks, 300 bucks to see the Rockets. Unless you're unless you're really rich, yeah. Well, like, normal people aren't going to go to the game. Well, like, look at me. I wanted my plan was, oh, I'll go to every game and the Raptors in the playoffs. Then I realized I can't spend 300 bucks to get in every night, 250 to get in, yeah. plus booze it up and spend five, 700 bucks every two, every two, three nights in the playoffs. So I just went to one game per series. You know, I think yeah, that's nice. It's, and it's a treat, too, because yeah. you appreciate it. Yeah, and later on in the series, I guarantee it'll be sold out in Oakland because people will know they're going to win. I want to go see that yeah. one-to-winning game, right? <laughs> yes, that's a good call. But this is why the Warriors are moving to uh, to San Francisco. A lot of money in San Francisco. It'll be sold out, and they can charge $500 a ticket. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, for, for the Warriors in that game, for game one, they they didn't play. Uh, they, they underestimated Cleveland big time. They thought it was going to be some kind of joke. It's not a joke. Like they got, they got the benefit of some calls too, referees changing calls on uh, potential blocks, charges, all sorts of stuff going on in that game. It's weird actually to see LeBron get get question his calls because we see him get every damn call before, but it was almost reversal. Yeah, you know why? Because normally, think of it like a Marvel movie. Yep. Where LeBron James, LeBron James is like um, Captain America or yep. something, but suddenly he's in the Avengers movie where it's not just all him. That's that's what it comes down to here. And I told people, I said it'll be re- refreshing to see. He's not the only superstar on the court suddenly. Yep. So, yeah, against Victor Oladipo and against Kyle Lowry, you're going to get the call. And against a 21-year-old Jalen Brown and a 20-year-old Jason Tatum, you're going to get the calls, LeBron. And another thing is the NBA's already fleeced everybody, dude. They already got what they needed. LeBron's in the damn finals. He shouldn't even be there. All right, he goaltended against Victor Oladipo, people. Ooh, it's J.R. Smith's fault. CNN, right after the Kim Jong-un yeah. uh, meetings today, uh, with Kim Jong-un's flunkies, um, they got, what the hell was J.R. Smith thinking? thinking? I don't know, what was J.R. Smith thinking? What was uh, what was George Hill thinking when he missed the uh, the damn free throw? 81% free throw shooter. What was Tyrone Lue thinking? Who's the head coach? Why didn't he call a timeout? timeout. Why didn't LeBron James uh, call a timeout? And listen, J.R. Smith didn't cost them the basketball no, game. They didn't lose because of J.R. Smith. It went to overtime, and they, you know the Cleveland Cavaliers got outscored by ten points in overtime. And LeBron James, who gets credit for whatever the hell he does, and he played an awesome game. I mean, scoring fifty points is just over the yeah. top with what he did. But LeBron James, in freaking out in the fashion that he did, and his reaction to J.R. Smith. And the basic constant faces at his teammates and the sky is falling, LeBron last night, it, it trickled down to the entire the rest of the team uh, in overtime. LeBron's got to just say to JR, all good, let's go, we're in overtime. Exactly. And, say, hey, and tell the bench, hey, this is good, we're in overtime right now. We take this, right, coming in here. We're 12 and a half point underdogs and we're in overtime. Instead, LeBron went into, you know, bitch mode. Started freaking out at J.R. Smith. And then as soon as overtime started, he started yelling at all of his teammates after baskets. And I get it. LeBron James gets frustrated and everyone can put the cape on him because he's a hero, because he scored 51. And they're going to say, well, what about the help? LeBron James had help. He runs him out of town. All right? He had Kyrie Irving. He didn't want Kyrie Irving there. LeBron James wants to be the guy. All right? He's not the type of guy, LeBron James, that's going to say, oh, I scored 20 points, but we won a championship. He wants to win a championship, but he wants to score 50 points in the process doing it. And he can't do that 
unless he has yes men around him. Not only so that. he's got J.R. Smith there, mm-hmm. and at times J.R. Smith is going to step up. Uh, but the whole, oh, you know, LeBron's great, you know, it's his teammates suck thing around him. LeBron wants these team- teammates around him. And J.R. Smith has hit big shots for these guys over the years. Kevin Love played good. Well, Kevin Love is very good. You're but, damn right he But Kevin shots. Love gets sort of reduced to just being an idiot next to LeBron James all the time. And this is why people and NBA players, you know, the superstars, no one's in a hurry to hook up with LeBron yep. for these dream team things. They did in Miami, and it imploded after four years, and they wanted to get the hell away from each other. Um, so nobody, nobody's rushing there because LeBron wants the ball in his hands 95% of the freaking not, time. And not only did he sell him out on the court, you see afterwards, I don't know what's going through his head. Exactly what you said. When a buddy on your team makes a mistake, you go, don't worry, I got you. We're in a good spot. Instead, well, he overreacted. Instead, yo, damn right he did. He's, he's face, his face is like he's crying. And then he had an opportunity to say, hey, man, he should have said, we're all a team. We're going to bounce back. And so he goes, I don't know what's through his head. That's the thing. Selfishness all the time. The thing is, the game was tied. So it's like J.R. Smith didn't cost them the game. And I tweeted this earlier today. Bill Buckner, listen, Bill Buckner makes that play. Yeah, they're going to win. But there was a game seven after the fight. Yep. Same thing with Steve Bartman. Berman did nothing. It was Gonzalez that was booting every Correct. ball at shortstop. And then after, there was another game after the fact as well. That wasn't the clinching game. Chris Webber gets blamed all the time. Oh, it's Chris Webber's fault. Michigan lost. Ha ha. Timeout. Timeout. Michigan were losing. When Chris Webber called the timeout, Michigan were losing. People don't seem to like equate that in the fact that, yes, Michigan might have tied the game. If they didn't turn the ball over, they might have. And then North Carolina might have scored right after with the time left. So Chris Webber didn't cost Michigan a national championship. It was a stupid thing he did. It was an unfortunate time of the game that it happened in. But Michigan never would have been there in the first place if it wasn't for Chris Webber. Right? <laughs> like, it goes both ways, people. So, you know, the whole let's blame J.R. Smith stuff. George Hill is the one that missed yeah. the freaking free throw. He felt the pressure. He's an 81% free throw shooter. And... You know, he didn't step up in the moment. He doesn't hit the shot. And after the game goes to overtime, they could have just kept their composure. They did Oh, they got rattled in overtime. That was a collapse. And Golden State are basically, I compare them to George St. Pierre. When George St. Pierre, a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago, he was the dominant champion in the world. He was like the number one, you know, he was the kingpin of mixed martial arts. And... You know, he he didn't, like, kill people, but he won convincingly all the time. Yeah, he used to take away your will, smother you. And then, and then you know, the fight started to get a little closer. And then he had a bloodbath with Johnny Hendricks. 25 minutes, bloodbath, going back and forth. Some people say Hendricks won, but George St. Pierre got the decision. I think George St. Pierre did enough. Uh, but that was sort of a little warning sign. All right, he's starting to slip a little bit. And then his next fight. He gets kicked in the head by Carlos Condit. He beats Carlos Condit, who was a really tough guy at the time. But George St. Pierre, you know, got knocked down, man. George St. Pierre doesn't normally get kicked in the head and knocked down. And then he basically retired after that because he had concussions issues after he got kicked in the head. Now, he came back, but he got out because he knew he was going to lose, right? He's like, all right, these guys are all on steroids. They're coming close to beating me. I'm getting messed up a little bit now. I'm going to tap out when I'm on top, and I'm going to retire when I'm a champion. Golden State don't have that option to retire as champions. They're not going to be able to sustain this. I think they have one more year after this next year, and then they'll implode. Kevin Durant will be a free agent for real, and he'll bolt because they win. He's not going to bolt now. But I think Kevin Durant will leave after. Klay Thompson could potentially go. 
and they can't keep it up at this intensity level that they're playing at for five and six years and just rattle off these championships that, quite frankly, just as LeBron James shouldn't be here right now because of the NBA yeah. wanting Cleveland in the finals. If Chris Paul plays, Houston's there. Uh, the Golden State uh, Warriors have been freaking lucky. They have been. Along the way. I mean, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt. Um, you know, Houston falls apart in game seven. They were down by 15 at one point uh, last night. You know, listen, I, I I think the referees did a okay job, all things considering. People just bitch when LeBron doesn't get the call. But you could argue Cleveland got screwed a couple of times, and it came really close to winning the game. They should have I mean, won the game. <laughs> In my opinion, they should have won the game. But what happens? J.R. Smith goes back to the three-point line, and he shoots the ball. Yep. So there's no guarantee it was going in. It might have went in. LeBron James You brought up the, the point. Free throw. Hit a damn free throw. Yeah, George Hill could have won the game. Now, I got saved because I had the over, and it went uh, it went over because of the overtime. My team yep. total, the 113.5, went over. And it's funny because after everybody was, oh, Marenzi, you rock, you're a genius, all these great winners tonight. And that's the difference between winning and losing. I'm no genius, like – I got lucky. The game, the game went to overtime. Yeah, if George Hill hits that free throw, you know, I don't hit the team totals. We would hit the over because it would have went to 250. Cleveland in the first quarter plus four. Yeah, I didn't get in on that. That was actually, I, I really liked that bet. Which I should have. I told people about it yesterday. But, uh, you know, on the back off J.R. Smith, all right? J.R. Smith, it was one play. It's a team sport, uh, guys. It's a team sport. And as I stated, you know, maybe the shot would have went in. If J.R. Smith would have got the rebound and then turned around and passed it to someone on the Golden State Warriors accidentally, and then they would have went down the court and dunked it. He would have been less no, criticized. No, but then you could say, then you could say, you know what? He cost them the game. Like, you know, he's an idiot. He literally cost them the basketball game. When a game is tied and there's a mistake, that game, that guy doesn't cost them the game. Exactly. It's like I said with Chris Webber. Chris Webber didn't cost Michigan a game. They were losing. You know, Bill Buckner, there was a game seven. Bartman, there was another game after. You know, these sequences. Scott Norwood gets blamed all the yeah. time for cost of the Buffalo Bills. Get more, get closer. The Buffalo Bills knew, and everybody freaking knew, that Scott Norwood was perfect. He was like 17 for 17 or something inside 45 yards. Outside 45 yards, he was like 50%, and it was on grass. And he used to be a field, uh, a turf, a, a, a turf uh, kicker, AstroTurf. Thurman Thomas in a damn huddle told Jim Kelly, we need a couple of more yards. And he told Jim Kelly, just throw me the ball. Like he said, let's just do a quick screen. I'll Stop pick off. up a couple yep. of yards. I'll get out of bounds. And then let's kick the field goal. And Kelly said, no, no. Kelly said, no, no, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. And then they went right to the field goal, and it was a 47-yarder. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that the Bills didn't pick up a couple of more yards. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that for some reason Jeff Hostetler hung on to the damn football when Bruce Smith... Because he had crazy glue, it almost seemed like. When, when, he, uh, when he hit him in, oh, in the end zone. It was crazy. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that Otis Anderson, O.J. Anderson, rushed for like 132 yards and that the New York Giants held the football for 42 minutes in that football game. You know, those are I know those are little things. It's easier to all ha-ha, Norwood's a loser, but... Those are just facts, people. It's never one person in a team sport. You want to blame one person, blame a tennis player, blame a fighter. You can't blame someone in a team sport. 
Donnie, we'll talk about this Colangelo stuff. Is it looks like it could Ooh. be his wife that's yeah. Tweeted. Well, she got involved with the stuff earlier. Apparently, she. They always throw the wife under the bus. Another, though, yeah, isn't remember, it? It's like blame. Like remember Ben Carson a couple of weeks thing, ago. The wife. A couple the months wife, ago. Yes. Ben Carson spent like you know eighty-eight k on like a coffee table. Oh, and yeah. a couple of chairs. Beautiful furnished office. And he's like, well, you know, hey, you know, my I sent my wife to the store, and you know. <laughs> She's got expensive taste, huh? And everyone laughs, ha, ha, ha. So she probably knew nothing about it. No, way. he said get the best. Like, I'll maintain to this day, uh, speaking of betting, I'll bet anything. I guarantee you Janet Jones was not betting $50,000 on coin tosses of NFL football games. No, that's not true. I'm willing to bet, like, anything on that. I, I'm with you. I'll she stop never... smoking weed for, like, uh, for a year yeah, if uh, she was doing that. I was that. thinking about 37 minutes. No, for a year. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was calling Rick Talk and yeah. placing bets. Hey, Rick, what's the line on Monday Night Football? Yeah, come on. But in this instance, no, listen, I'm not stating that uh, I'm not stating that um, it's the wife and he knew nothing about it. He just probably said, do it through these things. I don't want to be associated with He's it. a busy dude. He's on the road yeah. with the team. He's yeah. probably just calling the wife. Yeah, yeah, just tweet that Embiid's an idiot. You know what it's I mean? pretty simple what to do. Yeah, you said it. Like, all you got to do, like, kind of like, I'm busy, leave a grocery list. Like, you don't go on Gmail or do anything. You just write with pen and paper, rip Embiid, rip this guy, say this. Because the accounts follow a couple of socialite other chicks yeah. in Toronto here. Also, they, they linked it to uh, apparently uh, the, the last numbers. Were like her numbers, like hey, there's no getting it's away from this phone. thing. Yeah, her cell phone. So they've really tracked it down. So anyway, I don't care. It's kind of even if it was it's your wife, you, he's a problem because she didn't do that stuff on her own. She he's not no getting fired. Down. I said it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He won't get fired. He no, didn't he, say anything racial. He didn't say anything like over the top. You know what I call it though? Insubordination. At least, even though if you disagree and, you, know what I call and you have it? a problem with players on 2018. your team, yeah, it is. That's what I call it, and I think there's it's. I think it's random. Look, Roger Goodell's wife got nailed last yeah, year. Nobody that, was talking that. about it. There was some anonymous Twitter account. My husband is doing a great job. Well, she didn't say husband, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Roger Goodell's a great commissioner. Yeah, and he like there was a negative story <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, they post a Somebody, you know, this this Twitter account would pop up and state. Really, you don't know what you're talking about. The, you know, Goodell's done this, 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 and this. And it was so repeated that people dug around a little yeah. bit and realized it was his wife. Exactly. So that's the commissioner of the NFL's wife has a burner account. Turns out uh, Hassan Whiteside just got nailed today. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's, he's got a burner account. Basically, I think it's just, a, like I said, it's a 2018 thing. I could tell you one thing, Like though. Kevin Durant got nailed for it, but. Renzi. Look at me. I can barely log on. You've got no burner account. No, I don't have an account, but I'm going to tell you. Cam barely like, can function his own yeah, Twitter account. Exactly. Good point. But I will, say, I will say this. You know my boy Joey Odessa. Don't these guys know they're going to get, like, in today's world, you can catch anybody with any. Like, you actually think you can outsmart some kid genius from, like, NIT who can go through your computer. Well, they don't out. think. They, oh, yes. They're thinking that they're just tweeting harmless stuff. But well, the Colangelo's got greedy. They're like criminals. <laughs> You got one burner account. That's fine. Yeah. Eric one two three four, four five six, six seven eight. You know you got six seven burner accounts. Yeah, that means you're yeah yeah that's greed. Yeah, somebody's gonna figure it out. Now you know our boy Joey Odessa, MMA odds maker. Yeah. Uh, Joey's a very uh, vindictive and um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And I say vengeful. This with, yeah, with all due respect, because I like him. Like a word. 
I'll say he's insane. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah he's the yeah. guy who told me he's got a hair trigger temper, like he'll yeah. go bananas. Oh, yeah, that guy ripped him on Twitter and he's like, I'm gonna kill you, type of thing, right? So, I've never met him. No, somebody, you guys are boys, right? Somebody ripped him on Twitter once. He actually hired a private investigator yeah. to stalk the guy where the guy was down, got the private investigator to take a picture of the, the guy's father's grave and said, Talk again. <laughs> Wow, so that's that's going to work. No, that's he told me that is like he told me he goes Gabe. He goes, I spent three thousand dollars on this guy, but I got to the bottom of everything on the internet. Wow, like he's that crazy. Where like he woke up, he was like, all right, I'm gonna find out who these people are. No, he sounds like so he spent the money, but the best is he told me he goes, uh, Marancy, you're clean. He goes, I got you checked out. He goes, nothing personal. Yeah. But he goes, you don't have any other burner accounts or anything. And I said, dude, of course I, I said, I barely like can log into my own. Like I don't even remember my own passwords. You think I'm like setting up multiple accounts? I got to tell you something though. To go to a grave, take a picture of a tombstone, put it in a thing, and said you're like talking about me again. You're next. He sounds like he'd be a great homicide cop. He never quits. He's like a pit bull, this guy. That, like, that is that is going beyond the call. Like, if somebody did you wrong, Gabe, you'll just go on the radio and say, this guy's a, a fat-ass turkey, he's a tool, and whatever. Uh, well, you've threatened people before, but uh, that was personal. <laughs> <laughs> he also well, called us out. He, well, he, ripped, he called me fat, he called I you will, a mouthpiece, and he... he, he I will he, admit, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he ripped our buddy even harder than us. I will admit that I once... Uh, took a radio host's um, phone number. I got hold of his personal phone number. I like it. And uh, we put an ad up on Craigslist uh, for an Xbox for 10 bucks. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's, it's pretty That's creative. Like, yeah, very, it's like, like just sort like, of slick. Like, all and, the things you can do. No, but it's just slick and oh, random. A $10 Xbox. So the phone. A lot just, of nibbles. Oh, yeah. The phone starts <laughs> still in box. It's like a salmon derby. Still in box. <laughs> That is a way, you know what? That is a great way to get revenge without physically putting a hole through something. I also sent him an email telling him, "I know where you eat, yeah, and I know, I know uh, the cook where you eat." Ooh, wow! <laughs> Just to get into his head, yeah. You know why I did that? Just so he couldn't eat at his favorite restaurant. I like that. Great move because if See? somebody did that to me, that yeah. would really hurt. Yeah. I like I I have my special spots that I go to, and then of course I important. did go to the studio and threaten to kill him. That's true. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he did get a restraining no, order again. Well, I didn't threaten to kill him. No, 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 no. I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying no. to recharge no. any feud no, here. No, no, it's no. just funny. No, it's just funny. But this guy was ripping us. Me and Ken. And we don't know. Like it was like we're relentless. All right. So this guy was ripping us and stuff. So I was going back at him. And it was actually helping my TV rating. So it was yeah, good for business. Really, it was good for business. It was good for business. So I really didn't care. But, you know, I said a bunch of things. And the guy was, somebody called me in the morning. And they said, oh, you got to listen to this guy on the radio. So I tuned into this guy's radio show. And uh, he's like, that Marenzi guy's a big, uh, he's a big, you know, big jackass. And I dare him to say the things that he said yesterday on TV to my face. <laughs> Except the guy didn't know that I lived like two blocks from his radio studio. And they did it in like this street level glass studio. Yeah, it's, they, the hard, it's the hard rock studio. So you can sort of just like the public could show up. Oh, I know they do. So he, this guy's ripping me and ripping me. I swear to God, guys, it was like an hour segment. <laughs> like, it was like an hour segment just about me. 
All right, like and the, you know, big time too, like eight till nine a.m. type you know, thing. Dri- like that. Drive hours strong. And he's going to town, and his little cronies are laughing it up, and they're like, "I'd like to see him come down here, and you know, I'd, I'd like to see him say those things to your face." And I knew at the time it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I couldn't help myself, so I went down to the studio, and I walked right in, and I said, "Hey, I'm here to say those things to your face." <laughs> That's the, God, I wish I could have been yeah. there that day. I walked in, and yeah. I should note, I brought a gift for him. I brought a, uh, a picture of um, his face on a pig's body on a T-shirt. Yes, yes, I remember. And uh, Great shirt. Yeah, so they freaked out, got security and stuff. And uh, I said, no, no, I just came to bring a T-shirt. And I told him, put me on the air live now. Let's let's do this live on yeah, the air. Yeah. And uh, That didn't happen. No, instead they called the police. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they called. So you're like Joey Odessa Jr. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't go to so the, me you didn't go, go, you don't, didn't go to the grave or so, take the uh, picture, yeah. but you did you did a lot of work. Yeah, so then I was then warned, um, you know, I was oh, threatened yeah. with they, a lawsuit and stuff, so I was warned, listen. You know, you're going to get sued if you ever mention this guy's name. So oh, Our bosses went wild. So that, I, I, did, I didn't say the guy's name, but then I wore the T-shirt with his face on a pig body uh, on the show. And uh, I made sure that it was very visible, was visible. on the program. It was visible. So I'm just going to say, yeah, I've, uh, another time, too, my ex-girlfriend, may she rest in peace, uh, this really, really jerk-off, like, old man condo owner guy used to terrorize her he's a creeper no he was just like a real just a dick oh he was the biggest jerk ever man and he was really yelling at her and stuff and got in her face and uh, i nearly got into a fight with the guy but i didn't want to punch him out because he was like 67 years old or something and it would have looked bad if i would have killed a uh killed an old man it's kind of like the way i feel about cal our trainer if he was about yeah. 20 years younger, we'd go yeah, and have a talk probably, with him. Yeah, you would. Have. But now that he's an old man, I, I I can't even threaten him. Like, you know, so, the guy's ticker. So, exactly. Like, so, this that. guy, like, this guy, like, went into, like, a fight pose with me and stuff, yeah. right? And I told him, like, whatever, old man. I said, I'll drop you, you piece of crap, whatever. So, he got all pissed off and he wanted to go. Oh, he wanted to dance. But I told him. I said, well, I can't, you know, what are you going to do? And he was like, I'll kick your ass. And he, he was a pretty tough guy for an old guy. But whatever. I would have just hit him over the head with a chair or something. Old man's strength. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, had it to, I had to get the guy right after that. So I knew that him and his wife, like, loved their garden. A horticulturalist. Oh, uh, they loved it. Oh, they lived for I'm it. Gonna t- yeah, continue. I'll tell you the story. Yes, go. Yeah, yeah, it's going to so be a good one. Yeah, so I went to the store, and I bought a bunch of weed killer and pesticides and acids. Beautiful. I got drunk, and uh, I went and poured stuff all over his bye, lawn. Bye-bye, green lawn. Oh, I killed it. <laughs> oh, my. And then, oh. and then the best part was, like, the next day. And, like, I, you know, the next day, you know, it took a couple of days for it to start to whatever. And about a week later, man, I saw him and his wife out there looking devastated on their lawn. Oh, oh. what happened? Wow. You messed with the wrong dude. That's you what sure happened. sure did. I'll tell you something about God. people who love flowers. Though. Hey, I'm just kidding. I no. never did any of these things for real. I don't right? wanna... This is for entertainment purposes. Oh, yeah, this is all for entertainment purposes. <laughs> this is all we do on the show. But I will tell you this. People who love lawns and flowers that much, they're psychopaths. 
They're absolute psychos, yeah. man. Like you touch this one guy flower, was probably burying oh. bodies under there, like Buddy. that Santa Claus serial killer. I, I was a kid and I housed it for a lady. She's got like 275 plants, taking eight cups of water, right? Like, uh, what am I gonna do? Like, you're not gonna pay me. Like, it was a dangerous shit job. And I'm like, you know what? What kind of freak has that many plants in their house, man? What a, she was a psycho. <laughs> the parents too. When I went to the store, I told the guy. They love plants. I said, I got a lot of, I said, uh, I got to cleanse out a garden yeah. completely. I said, you know, I got to wipe everything give me, out. Give me the best. <laughs> They're all like, wow, this will do it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I poured paint thinner, too. Oh. Just, just as a extra, yeah, just. <laughs> I actually felt bad for like messing with the earth after. Like I'm kind of a, you know. Vegas are just doing everything right. They're yeah. the best NHL franchise. Yeah, they they're, are. they're in the cup, but just from an entertainment standpoint, their practices are open to the public yep. on a daily basis. Not just once in a while, but all the time. The, the players meet the fans after every practice. They have hot cheerleaders at the practice. They're cranking like Molly Crew and stuff. It's like a party atmosphere. Wayne Newton's there. They got Gladys Knight and the Pips doing God yeah. Bless America. I know. It's perfect. They got little John cranking it on yeah. outside before. You said it. A ton of people. It looked like it was like 50,000 people outside that arena. Yeah, the night, too. Great, great theater before the start oh, of the crazy, game. Crazy all the intro. other teams. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. They, they on, raised the bar uh, for the National Hockey yeah. League. You know what the Leafs do at the intermission? They have a dancing bear out there who's a stooge who doesn't even know what he's doing. And Ooh, they have Carlton? a bunch. Oh, yeah, Carlton. Yeah, he's, he's just doing nothing. Listen, Cam, it's funny because you're a Leaf fan and I'm not, but I'm getting sick and tired of your Carlton the bear bashing. <laughs> he's horrible. As a corporate mascot, you're not brutal. a fan of Carlton. I even met him at my other radio station. He's like, he half assed it in his vet. Like, these kids were like right there. He's like, like, like as a as a mascot of the Leafs, like you can just tell he's beaten down and like he's not really giving it his all. I, I'm sorry, Gabe. Uh, I I have things to say about Carlton and they're not good. <laughs> Carlton. I've been in a box and I met him. Like, he's be he's mailing it in as a, as a bear. Like he's just he's not getting it done. You need Yuppie in Montreal. Yuppie and Clam Chowder don't mail it in. That's the difference. Those guys know how to be a a mascot. Yuppie uh, Yuppie's a groper. <laughs> Sorry. That's one thing Carlton's not. No, no, like there's always. UP's a group. No, there's always like the UP dude like grabs yeah, chicks yeah, and stuff. It's hey, hilarious. Yeah. Now I think UP's uh, like a wrestler. He's like a local wrestler in Montreal. But the old UP at the Expo That's... games. He's a grouper. Yeah, there were actually a few complaints. Like, oh, really? Yeah. He had fast hands? He was a little touchy-feely with the, with the ladies. And he's in a mascot I mean? suit, so he thinks he can get away with it. It's like, better yeah. than the kids, at least. It's like, Oh, I agree, 100%. It's like, yeah, listen, our mascot's getting a little, uh, you know, no. getting a little Sandusky-ish here. No, that's scary stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah, Montreal, yeah. so it's a little looser. Yeah. Chicks are a little looser. True. But he's got fast hands. Like, UP used to, like, see a hot chick and go sit on her lap and yeah. stuff. That's You can't do that today. But it was it was obvious with him. Like, he'd sort of, like, kids would be like, youpee, youpee. Yeah. He'd high-five a kid and then go, like, dance in front of a chick, <laughs> right? Like, it was like youpee was like a mascot for women. You <laughs> got to say he's pretty smart. Yeah, but but, in was... today, but with, today's, uh, with today's stuff, though, you, you got to be very careful. Yeah. yeah well, Even as a mascot, you're still a human under there. That's the problem. People think, hey, you dress up, you can do whatever you want. Not true. Well, that's right. We have our own uh, show mascot, Clam Chowder. And uh, some stadiums let them in and some don't. And uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are very adamant about this. They're like, yeah, we can't have, like, uh, some dude just walking around in a mascot uniform. And Clam Chowder's like, some kid looks at Chowder, and Chowder, like, pulls the kid towards him and take, like, yeah. to take a picture. And the mother's like, stay away from, from my kid. kid. 
security at the Blue Jays like, you, you got to go. You're absolutely correct. Like, the, liabi- got, you, you the liability go. for having, like, a strange mascot in there, like, it's it's a, yes, oh, yeah. it's not good. Because the, the clam chowder was like, uh, you know, he was like, I'm going to boycott the Blue Jays. This is unacceptable that they kick me out. So I had to explain to him that. Yeah, like I was like, listen, Clem Chowder, there's kids here. Yeah. And you can't just take they pictures. Can't, yeah, you can't just have a strange man dressed up in a purple, like, Barney dinosaur outfit, you know, taking pictures with kids on, like, the Blue Jays property. <laughs> like, I, Then he got mad at me. He was like, so you're taking yeah. her side? No. I was I'm like, no, no, I'm not taking her side. I'm, I'm just explaining, I'm explaining Chowder, that from a legal standpoint – Rogers Communications can't have you taking pictures with kids. Exactly. You are not a licensed mascot (laughs) under their brand. (laughs) Like, it's not just you put a mascot suit on and you're allowed to go to any sporting event. That's why I'm afraid to take uh, Lisa to a game. She got into into an altercation while wasted with... Yeah, what's uh, the deal? Your girlfriend hates mascots. uh, Oh, yeah. But but for real. Really, yeah. So she mouse-offs for... What was the mascot? She told him, get the F away from me. BJ Birdie, the original Blue Jays mascot. They almost, like, threw down. Like, she told me, like, the bird got in her face and she, like, there was contact made. She told me she wants to come back to the game to see the new mascots, Ace and Diamond. And she's going to give them a piece of their minds. I go, honey, please, we can't just go to events and you to get kicked out and, like, flip off the mascots because you think it's cool. That's She awesome. hates Matt. No, she hates people that dress up in costumes. That's the best Except for Clam Chowder. She likes Clam Chowder because he knows us. She got into it with the Blue Chase mascot. Oh, yeah, and Carlton the Bear, too, at a, in a box. We, we were at a Minnesota Wild Leafs game. She'd go, Carlton, rah, you got to do better. He's like, oh, like. He's trying to do a picture with Doug Gilmore. It was a disaster. Absolute trade wreck. And, you know, there's a big robbery among mascots, too, because Clam Chowder hates hates the Raptor, T-Rex, too. Uh, You can't hate him. He's very good at what he does. He's fantastic. He doesn't like the Raptor. And uh, we were in the game, man. Clam Chowder was dressed as Elvis. And guys, if you go um, if you go on YouTube, Clam Chowder Elvis is in the building. You'll see him shooting free throws. You've seen it? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's freaking gold. It is gold. It's one of the funniest things in the history of ever. Like, it's so funny. So after the Raptors mascot came up to us and sort of high fived everyone around us, and Clam Chowder um, snubbed him. Clam Chowder didn't give him the high five. So I said to Chowder, "What's up? What's up? What's you got going? a problem with yeah. the Raptor?" He's like, uh, yeah, I don't like him. He's like, uh, he he doesn't like the Raptors because they won't let him in oh. as, as the match. So he hates the Leafs and Raptors. Yeah, but he's a big Argo fan because oh. the Argos put him at uh, the 50-yard line. Perfect. The Argos don't care. Liability? Come on, Clam Chowder. Come on in. <laughs> Take as many pictures with kids as you'd like. You're right. The Argos, <laughs> Argos are just stringent with the law. We need publicity. <laughs> No, you know what they did? Because Chowder goes to that uh, Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's right. You got all these like people dressed up as Chewbacca, yeah, and all warlords, yeah, Sailor Moon. So uh, yeah, the Argos are playing. So the Argos actually went over. They sent over their PR guy, whatever, and he plucked like a bunch of people, and he said, "Hey, who wants uh, free Argo tickets? Yeah. And you want to come on the field dressed up in costume? You know, and you know, it was in conjunction with Comic Con." <laughs> That's so good. So Chowder, of course, course, is all over that. He's all over it. He's all over it. He's all over that. And uh, the Argos let Chowder stay on the sideline. Of course they did. So in uniform and costume. So, yeah.
But I got to tell you something. While I was downstairs on my walk from the train, lots of controversy with the concierge. He got into, into it with a guy with uh, army fatigues. Chicks were freaking out. The small, I, I have we a, feel, fire I have a going feeling off. we're going to have some uh, live testing, uh, the, the alarms during the show. It, it, something is happening in the building, and some guy went wild on him because uh, he got a ticket for visitor parking when he had his lady over. So What, they tagged a, oh. uh, a veteran, a military yeah. uh, dude? The fact he was in a military uniform didn't save him from getting a ticket out no, there? No, he had a hair trigger temper, too. He was going to knock that guy out in the front desk. He was he was scared. Was it the nice guy in the yeah, front it desk was the or nice the jerk guy? guy? He, he talked him down, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one jerk guy, the, that Polish guy, he's the worst guy. That other guy would get punched, yeah. Yeah, he would have got punched. And uh, that lady that you have, too, we, we know the rotation. She doesn't work very much or hard. She's on break a lot. She's a nice lady. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I've been, lo- listens, I've been locked out a lot. She listens to spa music uh, down there. She oh. tries to uh, make everything oh, more she's tranquil. Going, she's going zen. Yeah, I asked her. I sort of, you know, yeah, she's not at her post uh, quite often. No. Um, so I was sort of, you know, I was talking to her. And uh, she basically uh, told me she needs to get away, that um, she works at a couple of buildings. And it's driving her insane. And this one causes a lot of uh, problems. <laughs> she says there are always problems. Everyone's always complaining about something. I'm starting to notice the vibe in the area. It's getting a little angrier now with the heat out there. Like you know, people on their patios, they're drinking, but it's been surlier. Even the pets seem a little bit more pissed <laughs> off. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like a vibe. Like, maybe because we've been around here, like you said it. When you live in these type of places or work in these type of you need a change. Like, th- think about our buddies in New York. Like, that's after a while, it, it rings your bell. I've got to get away uh, from this uh, neighborhood, yeah. uh, especially now in the summer. There's a lot of ton of hot chicks around here. Yeah, but they're not talking to you. No, and it's just it's just even more just you know. It's a frustration play. Yeah, it's like I'm in a, um, you know, it's like me uh, going to a Justin Timberlake fan and trying to pick up chicks or something. It's not gonna. It's, <laughs> It's not going to work. So, is uh, back uh, from the grave. Tongue lacerations. Tongue lacerations. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't really even feel comfortable asking another man how his tongue is doing, but uh, I'll ask you uh, how's how's the tongue. How's the tongue doing, Ken? Dr. Tongue? Yeah, it's pretty good, Gabe. Uh, I, I got to tell you, though, uh, waiting four hours uh, in emergency, it's just like I saw the guys in your Twitter. It's an absolute disaster in hospitals. Imagine like you actually cut uh, your mouth, you know, right that side and the left side. It's not the same. Your, your left cheek sort of looks a little puffier. And yeah, because my tongue's got, still, got a, still got a nugget on the side, but uh, at least it stopped bleeding, buddy. I guess doing the show on Thursday when it happened, it just how long talking made it just get. Bigger, how long bigger. did it uh, take to stop bleeding? Uh, two days, about close to forty-eight hours. Um, That's a long time, don't you think? Did you notice um, the piece of your tongue after in your um... feces? <laughs> yeah, I was looking for a better <laughs> a stool. Uh, yeah, stool. <laughs> Did you see anything pink in your stool? I was going to say, yeah, in your uh, in your waist. In your waist. No, I couldn't find it. It's gone. It wasn't like a piece of flesh like uh, in the toilet or nothing like no, that? It was no? embedded in something, but he gone. <laughs> it's gone now. So uh, for the record, me and uh, Corey came up with a new nickname uh, for you. What? Cannibal Camp. Cannibal Camp. <laughs> You'll eat anything. I will, even my own tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, I'll tell you, though, man, like... Uh, it was pretty wild. Like I, the emergency room is like a weird place, man. Like no, there's a lot of people in there, and the worst is I'm in my curtain, 
there's a big family there, like eight people. There's also like radioactive boxes and syringes and stuff. Like there shouldn't be that many people. Like these the facilities of contamination. It sure is, buddy. And I'll tell you something. There's way too many people there, and these doctors are stooges. Like he told me nothing. He gave me Tylenol three and says, "Don't worry, the tongue will cl- it it clears itself. It, it'll be okay in a couple days." I'm like, "Thanks for the tip." You go to a hospital, you leave there worse. Yes. My, I, yeah, I was out $20 for parking. My grandmother fell and uh, broke her hip. She ended up dying of uh, difficile C, some sort of weird blood germ that spreads through hospitals wow. and stuff, right? Like You said it, man. It's true. I could have just stayed at home and dealt with it. Going, yeah, you go going in, to the hospital didn't help. You go into a hospital, you don't want to touch anything. I know. Great point. Lots of Purell. And I tell you what. You're better off uh, being like a Japanese tourist, putting a mask over your another face. Another great it really is. Oh, no. I saw some people walk in with those masks, and I was jealous. I'm like, I need one of these. It's a cesspool. Like, just germs and people hacking everywhere. It, it sucks. I, I, I never want to go back to a hospital. Never. No, 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 no. Uh, it's not a fun place to hang out, man. It really sucks. I don't want to die in a hospital either. I agree with you. I'll do and Like, if I'm going to die, just let me go for the last couple of days somewhere. Let me die in peace. That's why you need money. It's a lesson. No, it really <laughs> it sure is. You know, it really is. Like you might think, uh, you might think, wow, you know, whatever. It is what it is when I get old, you know, I'll get social security and you know, you know, because God knows we don't have any pension or anything like that in this business. That's true. But the fact of the matter is, if you have money, then you can stay home and hire a hot chick to just come over and uh you know take care of yeah, you. Yeah, give you a sponge bath. Yeah, and you just <laughs> die at home one night. <laughs> With a sponge bath in the tub. You Sounds have, lovely. You have no money. You're yeah, in no, a you're, convalescent yeah. home with a bunch of other people pissing themselves. Great point. And then you die in a hallway with no dignity in a hospital. But uh, the health care is free, though. Nice hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice hair, though. Nice hair. <laughs> He's just not ready. I, I, I'll tell you something, Marenzi, though. Like, I actually thought outside the box, and I remembered the Simpsons episode where Homer ate the chili. More, please. With, with the chief, and he put the hot tongue wax on there. So, no, the insanity pepper couldn't get so it. So, you tried ta- you tried Well, what? I didn't try hot wax. So, you did some, like, uh, some bondage stuff with your yeah. girlfriend? Like, yeah. you know, it's hot wax <laughs> on the tongue? I don't know if that's I, a no, good idea. I did two things. I did, uh, I thought about things that, like, what's going to stop blood? So, I thought about, like, it has to be thick. So, paste. I didn't want to do crazy glue because, obviously, that's a carcinogen. I'll die. So, I did Vaseline. Didn't work. It was horrible. Then my mouth was just filled with Vaseline. Then I tried butter. It didn't work either. <laughs> well, it's, it's thick. Did you try the uh, the salt and hot water thing? Well, that's just to clean. That's just to sterilize it. It doesn't make it stop. Salt. Once the salt's in there. That must be yeah. pretty painful, uh, too. Yeah, it's, yeah big, big nugget. Yeah, I told you, big holes. But uh, yeah. you can see the side. It's, just, it's still there, but uh, I feel a lot better. It's good to have you back. Thanks, pal. Corey, that must have been fun doing the show with Corey. Do the golf show uh, with him back in the day. Gotta got love Parson. Great guy. Oh, yeah, that was uh, good Good times. <laughs> Cannibal Cam. <laughs> that was the doctor, too. He goes, yeah, I saw a guy before almost, like, bit off his whole tongue. He goes, I don't even, wasn't even sure if I was going to stitch that up. I go, then what would you do for the guy? Like, the guy, went, oh, yeah, so so his tongue bleeds for a week? Like, God. No, these, I'm telling you, these doctors, Gabe, you stay, whatever you are, if you can handle it from home, do it. That's my tip to everybody out there. <laughs> Don't deal with these guys. I'll pay for health care. I, I, honestly, I've told my girlfriend after, I would have dropped two, $300 to just not deal with that situation. It sucked. So at least the, uh, the blood has stopped. Yeah, it has. Listen to Game Time Decisions every Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. 